This week on the Beauty and the Beard AEW Weekly Roundup, we discuss Dynamite and Rampage, as always, including Jeff Hardy's debut, Scorpio Sky's TNT title win, William Regal's emotional promo, Swerve's in-ring debut, and more, plus Revolution pay-per-view buy numbers, Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor talk, a brand new official AEW YouTube series, your AEW questions answered, and a new installment of Sarah vs. the E-Drones. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. Send in those questions to us for each weekly show. You can send those questions to BeautyXTheBeard at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Let's get started. This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. With your hosts, Woody and Sarah. We only talk once a week now, Sarah, so I have no idea what's been going on with you. <laughs> so, how has your week been? I'm just kidding. You, you, we still DM. It's not like we yeah. don't talk at all. <laughs> but, but, I... I, but I don't do this kind of stuff in DMs. How, Sarah, how has your day been all day today? <laughs> Give me in great detail how you have been. So, not always like that. So, what's no. been going on this week, Warren? So, I was in bed for about 10 days with COVID, so that was fun. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. Everybody else didn't, but I did. So, <laughs> so that was great. Really are enjoyed you, my time. Are you feeling much better? You sound a lot better. I'm feeling better, but I've got, like, um, a chest infection from Jeez. it, which is really nice. I'm so happy. That's um, not good. No, it's not great. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm still... I'm still testing positive, even though I've done, like, my full, like, you know, 10 days thing. Really? Yeah. It's really annoying me. And what's really annoying was <laughs> it came back, like, on, well, our, uh, on our, like, lateral flows that we have in the UK. So it uh-huh. came back as a faint positive line on Friday. I was like, great. So by Saturday, I will be able to go out, you know, spend time with husband, which I've not been able to do, even though he's been off work, because he had a holiday when I got sick. And... I tested on the Saturday, and I got a big, solid positive line, so I don't understand. <laughs> so, so it was c- clearly positive. Clearly like positive. You, you, you're kind of blurry positive, and all of a sudden it fully said it. Yeah, I, I, I don't get what's going on. My body just does <laughs> random things. So I am, I've got a doctor's appointment on Thursday to kind of work out what to do. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> so, yeah, the, that's it. I'm sure the solid positive it is not that's not this there's not a science involved in that like if it's that really bold it's like oh you got the real covid yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it was blurry you kind of like had the yeah you kind of got COVID, kind of COVID. not really I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works but we'll pretend like that's how it works on the yeah, show exactly yeah but, but yeah, we so, so i did that and then because i was in bed for like 10 days and i was bored i decided to bite myself an ipad so wow! <laughs> so my husband came up one day and just like kind of threw this box in the room and went, "This is for you." I opened it, it was my new iPad. So 
I get bored. I spend money. It's not my fault. You you got COVID, got bored, and bought an iPad. Yeah, so then that's, I basically that's a just summary like, of your week. Yeah, that is basically I I got COVID and dropped about six hundred quid on an iPad. So yeah, it was an expensive COVID. <laughs> Very, uh, very I don't know, expensive I don't, COVID. I don't know why we're laughing about you having COVID. I don't know. We, I feel like because we I'm alive. Yes, you are. It still feels weird. <laughs> like, like, why am I laughing? But yeah, it's funny. I definitely it sound better than what I did last time I was on the podcast. Let's you, just say that. You, you do. You absolutely do. So, what have uh, you been up to? Uh, I, hey, I got not a whole lot, but I did. <laughs> I did find. I think I sent you the pictures of them. I found um, some. AEW figures on clearance. Yes. That was wild. Like, I've never seen anything like that on clearance. And I was like, whoa, like five bucks a piece. I got uh, Miro and Dustin Rhodes uh, oh. from this the one of the recent series. And uh, I was excited about that. also picked up Sting, but I had to pay full price for Sting. Oh, yeah. You ain't getting Sting on clearance. He's no. An icon. Uh, and I, I picked up, uh, I think I picked up, oh yeah, I picked up the, one of the LJN, the, the big rubber Cody figures. Um, that that went on clearance too. Well, wow, that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I already did he have had... his own corner? <laughs> he did. I already had that one. Uh, I just found it laying around at the store. I'm like, oh, there's another Cody. And I scanned it. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's, that's five bucks too. I already had it. Uh, of course, all of our figures are out of the box because my daughter. Uh, loves uh, playing with the uh, wrestling figures. I love playing with them too. I'll get in there and or, or wrestle or whatever. Uh, my wife makes fun of us, but who cares? You know, mm. who cares? We're having fun. But I do have a, a second uh, LJN style uh, Cody figure that I will keep in a box uh, in remembrance. Uh, speaking of which, Cody hasn't shown up anywhere yet as no, we're recording but he this. Tweeted a oh, photograph boy. of him and Brandy, and the caption was. On our way to Jacksonville. Ah, either he's either is happening. We're recording this on Monday. Yeah. Uh, so you all will know, hopefully, maybe, yes. Yes. whether or not it's happened or not. Yeah, Raw is in Jacksonville as we record this. It's going to be in Jacksonville tonight on Monday mm. night. Uh, so yeah, by the time, like you said, by the time this this goes out, either Cody will have debuted on Raw. In Jacksonville, <laughs> or or we'll find out that Cody was trolling everyone, and he was not going to be on Raw. Or he's not going to Jacksonville, and he's just like he's on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> or or he's just heading to Jacksonville for something else. You know, yeah. going to you know meet up there with some friends. Who knows? Yeah, some uh, friends. Either um, way, this if he does show up on Raw, this could be the last time we mention Cody. On the show, this, this could be it because, as you know, if you know, if you follow the show, we don't cover WWE stuff. Nope. We just we just cover AEW and soon to be covering Ring of Honor. Mm. Apparently, maybe. Um, yeah, <laughs> depends. We'll be we'll, <laughs> how much we can squeeze into this one week of content. Oh, we go, we gonna be talking about some Ring of Honor to kick this thing off. If it, even Did, if it's just even if it's just me talking to myself and you listening. Did you see um, a tweet from Toro Yano fan account on um, Twitter? Mm-hmm. He um, uh-huh. had he does like where he's like he 
puts out like quotes like he thinks that like someone will say so kind of like a bit of a parody thing but he's yeah, done yeah, one yeah. for Cody turning up at WWE <laughs> and, and this is how it reads because I, I felt quite ill reading this almost <laughs> two years ago to the day in this city of Jacksonville I told you all I never saw my world as small it's apropos that tonight in this city, my small world expands into a universe. The WWE universe Uh. voice cracks. I'm home and at WrestleMania, I do the work. And my my response was, this makes me feel icky even the thought of it being said. (laughs) Please, don't. Please. I wish the best for Cody. Oh, 100%. Uh, But I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that speech. (laughs) That's such a, that is such a Cody speech. WWE in it, which just makes it even Uh, more like it. No, please no. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so Cody may be um, WWE. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, But he probably is. (laughs) Probably so. It's you know, if I was Vince, and it was, (laughs) and I'm not. That's quite funny. (laughs) Clearly not. But if I was. if I was, and it, and there was a uh, quote-unquote, you know, war or competition going on, you know, whether you believe it or not, but there is an alternative um, that probably is considered to a lot of them as competition, whether they admit it or not. Um, the um, if if I was getting Cody, uh, a former EVP from that company, and I had the chance, hey, look, and I looked at the at the schedule. And we're going to be in Jacksonville, basically the home base of AEW uh, since the beginning of things. That's where they made their announcement that they were starting uh-huh. AEW. They had the press conferences. That's where they held all their shows during the pandemic. It is, it is the spiritual home of AEW. If uh-huh. I saw that on the schedule as we're leading into WrestleMania, that's where I would debut in two. So uh-huh. I, don't, I don't blame WWE or Vince one bit for doing it. Or even Cody for being okay with it, because if you're trying to create a buzz, you know, that's that's. But he way. said he'd never go heel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that just meant in AEW. Because oh, okay, I thought I, I meant in general. I still think I still think he will get a baby face pop in WWE, no doubt. I, I think he, he's he's a baby he face. He definitely there. won't get one in AEW anymore. No, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. It, but if he think, thought he got booze before he left, wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, I mean, Tom heals all wounds, so we'll have to Not see that it. they don't. We'll have to use the old phrase, let it play out. Betrayal. <laughs> but also, I love how he was like, if I was Vince, if you were Vince, you wouldn't have let go of um, Kingsley. No. <laughs> like, I'm like, Buddy no. Matthews. No. The list goes on. No, I, don't, I do not think I would have. Uh, also, NXT would still look. Black and like gold. NXT, but but you know, not like a, a child has thrown up on it that's eaten loads of crayons. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Da, 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 da. Uh, um, but in other news, in other news, yes, the Revolution pay per view buy rates have been reported uh, this week. I think this was from Wrestling Observer to be around one hundred ten thousand buys, and that's wow. just on that's just on BR Live and Fight. That does not include the numbers from the satellite and cable services, which are have not come out yet. But they're estimating that with the satellite and cable service um, buys, that 
It, it could be as low as 146,000 total, or it could be as high as the 160 to 170,000 range. And if it's in that higher range, it would be the second highest bought AEW pay-per-view in its short history. So mm-hmm. that is positive news considering uh, the popularity is still there and people willing to shill out 50 yeah. bucks for a show, or in your case, 25 or whatever it is. Uh, About 19 pounds. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's awesome, though, that, that, that there's still, there hasn't been like a huge drop-off. When you're considered now, if it's the second highest at this point, it's it's still there. There's not like a huge drop where, okay, it was really mm-hmm. high in the beginning, then it kind of dropped down, dropped down, dropped down, and now we're under 100,000 every time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's still there. There's still that passionate fan base, that core that is going to be there and that appreciate what AEW is doing. So that's awesome yeah. news. Yeah, and it was an amazing pay-per-view as well. So, yeah. um, I mean, my friend that I keep mentioning has just started watching AEW like, in the last like two months. He's watched it, and he's now avidly watching AEW on a weekly basis. Um, and that's basically mm-hmm. just from like me telling him that certain people that he liked from NXT came over. Yep. And he's now, like, he even like messaged me about um, the Revolution card and was like, how how is this even, like, how can this even work? Because it's just such a stacked card. He was just like, I have no idea. Like, And when he watched it, he just must be going, I, I can't believe that all of that happened. Like, it's just so good. Um, so, yeah, he's a bit... Um, he's in back in the wrestling bubble. So... Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh-huh. That's the goal is to slowly bring, it's not going to happen overnight, but to slowly bring people back in who had lost hope in wrestling or Mm. just lost interest. And a lot of those people are still not going to stick. They may still tune in and go, eh, I'm still wrestling, still not for me. But if if some of those people stay, if some of those people come and and enjoy it um, and have fun watching it, which is why I came back because I just enjoy watching AEW wrestling now. Mm. Um, We got at work, I got this you know, one other friend that, that loves AEW and uh, somebody walked past us while we were talking about revolution mm. and, uh, or no, we were talking about, um, this last dynamite and he overheard us talking about, or mentioned Jeff Hardy. And he said, Whoa, whoa what, what? Yeah. Did Jeff Hardy's in this thing? And I said, yeah, he just, he just, you know, showed up in AEW. And, um, he said, huh, I'm gonna have to check that out. He's like, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched wrestling since, I don't know, since Sting was in his prime. And I said, that's cool. Sting's in the AEW, too. <laughs> he's like, he's still wrestling? <laughs> so yeah, it's 63. He's diving off balconies, man. He's like, I'm definitely checking this out. So, I mean, is this that one guy? You know, how many one guys are there around, you know, the country and the world? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, really? You know, they just hear something. And, again, those people may not stick around, but you, you may still get an opportunity to – to hold on to those. You just yeah. All you want is a chance. Get them in the door and show them something awesome, which I think AEW does every week, in my opinion, and, and yours too. Yes. Um, so you hopefully you can, you, can, you can make them fans. That's just mm-hmm. the hope. Uh, sticking with pay-per-view news, um, as we know, Tony Khan recently announced the purchase of Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor has a pay-per-view that they had advertised before the purchase went down. It was Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor, which is going to be April 1st. Uh, there was some talk of whether or not that pay-per-view was still going to happen. 
but they're still advertising. I, I noticed that Ring of Honor was still tweeting about it as of yesterday. I think it was yesterday, the day before. So apparently that's still going to be a thing. It's just that the card is is incomplete right now. The card is this: uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito for the Ring of Honor World Title, the Briscoes versus a team to be determined, uh, Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane, uh, Joe Hendry versus uh, somebody to be determined, and Ninja Mac versus somebody to be determined. So there's a lot of somebody's to be determined. <laughs> And this mm. is April 1st is when this is coming up. So I'm curious. Do you think that those to be determines are filled in with people from AEW, considering, you know, Tony Khan does own AEW now? Um, it is really possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if it's like a bit too soon or like if they do it, it's obviously not it. I highly doubt it'd be a story-based match. Yeah, yeah, you, um, you can't build something no. up. And Tony Khan yeah. wouldn't even try, I don't think. No. Um, so, yeah, it is 100% poss- possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing to, like, you know, keep an eye on, really. It is. Uh, and I would be curious, too, just to try to... I wonder if it's going to be mentioned on AEW. TV now, like to try to draw interest in that pay per view. I know we don't, AEW doesn't have another pay per view until May. Mm. So let's see, April 1st, you know, that's you got you know, just a little bit of time to try to garner interest in that. So I wonder if, if, if they do promote it in any way on the show and if, if they do take one of their stories and try to put it on that show under the Ring of Honor banner. Like not not obviously not like you know a, a world title AW world title match or anything like that, but something that's sort of mid to undercard to use a term you know to, that that you mm. want to you want to get on a prominent show and try to do it that way. I don't know. Um, just I just I'm curious. I'm not saying it should happen one way or the other, but I'm curious to see how they handle the promotion of the show. Uh, or if this show is just going to happen, they're going to fill these in with other names and then let this be basically the end of the old era with Ring of Honor with this pay-per-view. And then from that point on, it's the new era. Or do you, you know, or do you use this as a launching point? Look, put on an awesome show, garner some buzz with that show and let that be the launching point for the new one. It's, it's a, it could go either way. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting um an interesting like period of time because mm-hmm. all we know is Tony Khan's boy and he's doing something That's with it. it. But apart from <laughs> that, we have no idea what is going yeah. on. And if that was one of my friend's like complaints about the announcement, he was like, Yeah, so it's great and everything, but what what's the plans? So I was like, This is the thing with AEW. They like dropping things on you that are mm-hmm. huge and then going, So you sit with that? And we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. And just do what it's like with the Owen Hart Cup and everything like that. It always yeah. happens where they'll give you this big announcement. You'll get hyped for it. And then just as your hype's starting to tail off about it, they bring something back about it and then you hype. So they are yeah. quite smart in that respect. But I can understand from a point of view of somebody that's only just got into, or back into wrestling, but into AEW as like a first-time viewer, it must be kind of like, 
what are these yeah. guys doing? It's just like, yeah. do you not know what they're doing? Yeah, because we're ac- we're acclimated to the slow burns. But yeah, exactly. But like yeah. for somebody that's like, you know, was accustomed to like WWE mm-hmm. back NXT <clears throat> time, yeah. then like slow burns aren't necessarily, you know, the bread and butter of the promotion. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Khan did make a point to say he was going to be the one to book Ring of Honor. Did that mm. surprise you? That he's not going to delegate, like to give somebody else that. No, I think TK learned his thing when he had, like EVPs and everything, start running things. Like he wanted like control, so he took it back. Yeah. Um, I I see him as quite a guy that he likes to have his finger on the pulse of his company, yeah. which is a really good thing just in the hope that he doesn't overstretch himself because he has Ring of Honor, AEW. He has four AEW shows technically um, and yeah. has pay-per-views and specials and all this. Then he has... Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacks. Then he has Fulham. And then he actually has a life. So... I don't think he has a life after I all. Mean, <laughs> I mean, he's what... pretty busy. I just don't want it to be where, like, he takes so much on because he's... A, Obviously, I don't know the guy, but this is just from my point of view of like if I thought someone was doing that, I know take on so much, get burnt out, and then things start to suffer, and then you get a lot of backlash for it because you tried to do X, Y, and Z. If we ever got a chance to interview Tony Khan, my first question would be, "What do you do in your spare time?" My first question would be, <laughs> "When do you sleep?" <laughs> But if he actually had an answer... When do you eat? When do you go to the bathroom? If he had a a lengthy answer to what he does with his spare time, I would be shocked. I know, yeah. Like, well, I do this, that, that. Yeah, I dabble in poetry. I paint on the weekends. I dabble in poetry. Uh, (laughs) How do you dabble in poetry? I don't know. (laughs) I dabble. Uh, I dabble. Uh, uh, So, uh, also, we have a brand new... AEW YouTube series called Hey EW. You get it? Hey EW. It kind of sounds like AEW. It's mm. got the hey in there. Uh, it's the debut episode is already up now, and it's hosted by RJ City, uh, with the first guest being Danhausen, which looks awesome. It looks like it's only about six minutes, six seven minutes, so it's not like a long watch. But after watching like RJ City's a road to revolution videos that he had for the pay-per-view. Mm. I thought there was a lot of potential in what they could do with RJ city. And apparently they think so too, because they got this, uh, this, this show launching and it's not just on like RJ city's channel or anything. It's on the official AEW YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. it's legit. It looks like I watched a little short clip of it. It looks like it's going to be really fun. And if you watch those road to revolution videos, you'll kind of know what to expect. Yeah. But definitely looks like it's going to be worth checking out. If you're a completionist and you love all things AEW, that might be up your alley. Um, completionist. Yeah, so, Is that now like a term? Yeah, if you're an AEW completionist. It's not like an AEW sexual. It's like a whole different thing. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, where you have to consume everything AEW, which I try. I try. Mm. Uh, but I do you know, occasionally get behind on BTE. So uh, what, is there anything I've missed on BTE? Or uh, did you, you watch last week's? I don't think I did. Catch me up to speed, just in case. So last week, um, the 
the most thing that stood out for me, obviously this was before, you know, Jeff Hardy danced his way down to save his brother, <laughs> um, which is just hilarious. We might talk uh, about that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We might. Um, so before all that happened, Matt was in a suit and he was going to go to the bathroom and the books were there. So he's there in a suit and the books and he's talking to them and he's like saying like types of stuff like, um, you know, I don't feel appreciated, like you've bought Ring of Honor and all this type of stuff. And I, I myself and a partner beat you two for the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Championships and all this type of stuff. And he's like, but, um, and then like, I think Matt and it was like, well, we can induct you into the, you know, Hall of Fame and all this. You, you can see with the anger, like the whole Jeff thing. Mm. And it was just like, no, 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 like, you know, you, you, you try and tarnish my career, all this. And it goes, yeah, yeah, I gave, I gave Meltzer all the scoops. Um, <laughs> and, all this. and then, and then um, Matt covers the camera. And then when it comes back, Matt Hardy's dressed in like, Hardy era dress, so he's got like the slick back hair again, yeah. and, like all the black and everything. I'm just like, going, oh my god, because I I had a, obviously Wednesday hadn't happened because it was Monday, and I'm there going, oh my god, and then all of a sudden he walks <laughs> off because he said, oh, um, you know, like in a suit or whatever. So he walks off, and then um, Matt goes, Matt Jackson goes, you know, you know, you know, that that Matt, he's sort of a an enigma. <laughs> Nick goes, do you think it was? Do you think it was a um, a bad decision to like buy Ring of Honor? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Don't don't be too extreme. <laughs> and that's like the whole thing. And I'm just like going, it's right. It's true. It's true. He's coming. And then obviously Wednesday, and I was like, yeah. So so I like literally love BTA. It's just yeah. It's a happy time. You are aware that it's just dropped now, so you could legit watch it after this. Yeah, okay. That's good. As soon as we get done, I'm sure I'll watch it. Yep. <laughs> um, this time next week. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. No, still, that's still not there. I'm sorry. But I do have you to fill me in. So Yeah. Well, I, I'll, listen, I'll listen to the good bits. We're going to get into Dynamite in just a minute. But before we do, I do want to uh, pass on some, some well wishes to Big E. Yes. Um, he, you know, we don't cover WWE, but this is aside from wrestling. He's a nice he, guy. <laughs> yes. He uh, broke his neck mm. on SmackDown last Friday. Like, legit scary stuff. Mm. Saw the clips. That looks really scary. Accidents happen in wrestling. 100%. Um, but uh, we definitely uh, wish him the best in his yeah. recovery. Hopefully a full recovery. Uh, he mm-hmm. is, again, awesome dude. It is it doesn't matter what kind of fan you are. It is impossible not to like Biggie. No, he's a nice impossible. guy. Impossible, yes. And also, the people that, like, <clears throat> AEW wrestlers were obviously, like, tweeting him, you know, and everything like that. I yeah. don't mean the people are going, oh, why are you tweeting a WWE wrestler? Get yeah. life. Come on, man. It's... My God, it's human beings at the end of the day. Yes, the, it's people. their job to be a wrestler, but they are humans. And believe it or not, they are yeah. friends with other people in other companies. I know it's shocking. Yeah. But it's true. It's hard for people to let go of that uh, um, tribalism feel. It's stupid. Uh, which, Absolutely you know, stupid. Yeah. Just because you don't like another company doesn't mean you have to attack everything about the wrestlers in that company. So, exactly. Yeah, sometimes exactly. let that stuff go. Yeah. Some and things also, are a lot more important than that. Also thoughts for Scott Hall's friends and family. Yes. Uh, that was horrible to read. 
as we record this, they uh, are preparing to take him off life support. That's what mm-hmm. reports say. Yeah, he, that's he had, from, um, that Nash, from it? Kevin Nash. Yeah, had reported, had put that out on Instagram, I believe. Yeah, I woke up to that um, this morning. I was like, wow, yeah. way to start Monday. That's just uh, absolutely horrible. Apparently, Scott Hall had hip replacement surgery, had some complications from mm-hmm. that, and reportedly had suffered three heart attacks and, yeah. and has been on life support since. So, yeah, it's so Man. like random. Like, yes. like it's just, it just proves like, like surgery is risky no matter what it is. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a horrible thing because, at, like, you think of like that era of wrestling, it comes to mind instantly. Mm-hmm. Like you can't not, you know, think of that thing. And like I was was watching wrestling, um, world culture because they were they did like a special, um, like they do the news, but they didn't do like the actual news this on the first time. Yeah, so they did like a kind of a show based for Scott Hall. Oh, okay. um, that's good. And they were saying like it's so weird to think that he never won a world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you will automatically would think, oh, he would have won it. <laughs> yeah, and he it's... didn't. You know, back when because I I was watching him in the early days when he was he was Razor Ramon and I will yeah. forever when I think of the Intercontinental Title mm. I think instantly the first if if you say Intercontinental Title who do you think of I think of Razor Ramon and there's a yeah. lot of people you know that would think of uh, Randy Savage and you know, Ricky Steamboat people like that Shawn Michaels but for me because of the era where I was when he had first gotten that title, that's instantly what I think of is, is, is Scott Hall uh, mm-hmm. or Razor Ramon then. And, of course, you know, him coming to WCW was my was my jam in the 90s, you know, in the, yeah. in the mid to late 90s. And him showing up with Nash is to really, to really get that – the NWO started as the Outsiders. I mean, that was an, uh, such a cool, fun time yeah. in wrestling. I cannot say how big, uh, big of a part he was in, in my – my love for pro wrestling, so yeah. it's very cool, very cool. Uh, but uh, but really sad to hear of of, yeah. of what's happening though for yeah for him horrible. and his family. Yeah. Uh, so definitely our best wishes and and for those that pray, uh, prayers for him too. Yeah. Um, um. So let's get into dynamite real quick. Uh, okay. Dynamite was March ninth, twenty twenty two. And these are the, the matches from that Dynamite. Uh, Hangman Page defeated Dante Martin, defending the world title. Uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley defeated the Work Horsemen. J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Pack defeated Wheeler Utah. Jurassic Express successfully defended their tag titles against the Acclaimed. Thunder Rosa defeated Layla Hirsch in a women's title eliminator match. And Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara to become your brand new TNT champion. I know the first thing we want to talk about, I know you're you're chomping at the bit to talk about this. Jeff Hardy is Oh my god. <laughs> he, he came out to save Matt after the HFO turned on him. And after Sting and Darby showed up. That's when Jeff arrived to his original dancing WWFE music. Yes. Uh, afterwards, he's he's in the ring with Matt Sting and Darby. What a what a surreal oh. moment. Darby must be just like, what is my life right now? No, like, no. Oh my goodness. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I to be honest with you, when it started, I was like, well, I said he was coming out on the night, and I was right. 
So I'm going to take that because I knew 100% that's what oh, I was yeah. going to do. It. You got um, it. I got it. But I just love the fact that when it was announced, like, oh, they're going to have this, like, you know, meeting, I was like, well, that's basically that, isn't it? Like, there's, there's no way. And then obviously, like, obviously, Private Party did the thumbs up and mm. thumbs down, which yeah. is always like a huge kind of like crowd pop thing anyway. Yeah. But then obviously Matt started getting beat down. And then obviously the crowd's like, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. And then Darby and Sting walk out and I just went, huh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> like, what's going on? So they then obviously run down and everything. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, the crowd went insane. Like, seriously, like a lot of them people are probably roughly like between mine and your age anyway. I that grew up yeah. of, like with the hardies is like the thing. Mm-hmm. And you can just literally see like grown adults just like reverted to like teenagers, just absolutely losing their minds. The fact that like this absolute legend on his own right has just turned up, even though we sort of knew he was doing it, it's still insane to see. And I think like um obviously not a lot of people have like you know, read all the fightful stuff about the music, but like we knew, like that that music was available to get. So the fact yeah. that a lot of them would have been like, "Oh my god, they've got that music as well." That means it's actual Hardy Boys. Yeah. Um. So apparently, just... TK bought the whole catalog. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. All of it. Like. Yep. He, he owns the hardcore Holly's music too. Yeah. So if hardcore <laughs> shows up, like, hey, well, throw his music on. Yep. It's insane. And yeah. like then obviously like you got like Matt Matt does this like you know little test of fate little but you know what I mean. And then Jeff Hardy was just one time up. Now I've not seen Jeff Hardy in the ring since they last turned up at WWE. Mm-hmm. So that's a while ago. I want to say 2016, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Right about that. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen like <clears throat> anything that Jeff's done for ages. And the fact that he still managed to do that song song with perfect accuracy, I just, mm-hmm. like, leapt out of my chair. I was so happy. <laughs> I, like, just, like, Darby, like, going, what the... This is little face is so confused. Jaw drop. Yeah. And just the fact that, like, get Jeff Hardy v. Darby Allen, like, ASAP, because that's, like, crazy stupid match. But the best bit for me was about the fact the Hardy Boys are back together, which I love. Mm. But when yes. my husband came home from work, I was like, so do you remember that thing you said to me? That if Jeff Hardy is in AEW, you will watch AEW. And he went, yeah. I went, all right. So I showed him the clip and he just went, um, I was joking. I went, no, 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 no. He's here. You sit. What you said. Sit down. <laughs> sit down right now. <laughs> That's not what you said. Watch, watch this now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, my OG tag team that made me fall in love with wrestling, and tag team wrestling especially, are back together, and they've joined up their contracts. So, that's good. Yes, that is true. They did extend Matt Hardy to match his brother's contract. Yeah. Didn't say how long it was, though, but it is matched up. Yes, right. matched up. Yeah. That's good. All four people in the ring together. Uh it, it was it was Matt, Jeff, obviously, and yeah. Sting and Darby. The one thing I kept thinking about was Sting and Jeff. Yeah. 
have a little history from, from TNA Impact where Jeff was not on his best behavior. Full. His best, yeah, his best, he didn't have his best day that day for, that, for the world no. title. I wasn't watching TNA Impact at all. I never really did, but I have watched that match and it was very uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, not a good day at work. Uh, not a good day at the office for Jeff, unfortunately. No. But I, I, I was wondering then, I was like, what is the, did they meet before, like in the back before this happened? You did see Jeff make yeah. a gesture. It looked like it was a gesture to sting like a, forgive Apology. me, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm different now kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of thing. So I did love that touch. I'm not everybody, I'm sure not everybody caught that or knows the history there, but for yeah. those that did. I'm sure you may have noticed that. So yeah, hopefully that's put to bed. Um, um, you know, Jess and apparently in a much better place. We all yeah. have bad days. We all have demons in our closet. We all have skeletons in our closet. Hundred percent. Anybody out there that says they don't, you're lying to me and you're lying to yourself. Yeah. We all do. <laughs> Trust me, we all do. So, um, so I will not get on Jeff about that. That's a no. Jeff, that, that's history. Uh, we can. Yeah, all- exactly. And like the thing is with Jeff Hardy is. At the end of the day, WWE probably really screwed up with the whole situation mm-hmm. um, that happened. Yeah. Um, whether or not you believe that or not, or whether or not you believe you know WWE were right or whatever, it doesn't matter. They tried hey. to get him back. Yeah, <laughs> they did. So I mean, that kind of shows that they were like, "Oh yeah." Kind of yeah, they up with that. they tried to get him back for the Rumble and to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. So I mean. You just saw with Matt's face, though, like, how ecstatic he was that yeah. his brother was back. back mm-hmm. The two of them back together back again. Back together, yeah. So, I, like, maybe end <clears throat> their careers in, like, mainstream wrestling together, which will just kind of, like, with everything that's gone on between, like, both of them have been through and everything like that, and if you know the stories, you know the stories. But for them to then kind of have their own say on the end of the kind of like career in mainstream wrestling and actually have a legitimate legacy is such a huge positive for both of them. And I do believe that with Matt being there, Jeff's got so much more of a kind of an anchor into reality anyway. Mm -hmm. So I generally think like, not a hundred percent that you could like, you know, give Jeff a world title or anything, but I definitely think tag titles, 100%. And even possibly, you know, challenging for the world title would not get in it. But I yeah. do think, like, you know, that, he's going to make a really good go of it because he's got his chance and he might as well use it. That's what I was curious. I mean, we, we've we've fantasy booked tag matches. We've done uh-huh. that on shows before where we're like, oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Place. The Young Bucks, Private Party, every, all these different teams. But that was kind of where I was, what I was thinking too. I wonder if there is a singles run there or strictly going to be uh, tag teams. I, I think I, I there think... would be a singles run because he is an amazing singles wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Hardy's not so great as a single wrestler, personally, is what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Jeff could legit have a singles run. I just, I think he can get to the top. But I don't think I think he should kind of um, be gracious in not winning a title at the top. Yeah, I agree. I, because I, do I see think it. I think that's a lot for him. I think there is more money. I, 
you know, quote quotation money and, yeah. and them as a tag team. Act. Oh, there's so I, much I, stuck in the Hardys as a tag team. Yeah, so and I, I think that's what a lot of people do want to see. And there's so much. I mean, there's so many tag teams too, but a tag man, team is like ridiculous. Yeah. This is a tag team wrestling fans' dream. This company, and that's why I love it so much. <laughs> but I, I do think them as a tag team are instantly become like a main event level tag team, even that though they're they're not in their prime. I'm not pretending like this is early 2000s Hardy Boys. It's no. not. So there's yeah. I'm, Don't I'm not, expect any, you know, Jeff falling off like, you know, no. 20 foot building. So. Uh, I still wouldn't. You never know. I'm just saying. Jeff, yeah, Jeff please Hardy don't. About, you never know. Look, Sting just jumped off a balcony. So I'll just yeah, put that three, out there. Yeah, with three tables as cushions. Just put that. He'll jump off a 20 story building with 12 ta- tables stacked up. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, he'll figure out a way. If there's yeah. going to figure it out, it'll be him. But. But I do, I do think there is more room at the top of the tag division mm. for for the Hardys to to be you know believable as champions and as a main event act. I think they mm. they're instantly one of the top tag teams in AEW, even though the tag division is stacked. Mm. Where I think in the singles division, there's we're really really stacked at the top mm. of the men's singles division. I think so. I think it would be more believable them as a a top tier act as a tag team than, also, Jeff, than Jeff as a main event level. Yeah. I also AEW. think for the hardest to work with the younger up and coming tag teams as well. Like yeah. could you imagine top flight? Oh yeah. That's, I mean that's common. not that I'm expecting like complete aerial from like the Hardys because let's yeah. be honest, like you know, time has moved on. Yes. But the knowledge that teams like that can get from them mm-hmm. will be like you know, outstanding and so needed. So, are we going to see Jeff in some face paint? Uh, no, he's going to see no? party stuff. He's, so, no, we're not going to get face paint Jeff Hardy, you don't think? I hope not. I want well, him to stay with the Hardys thing. Yeah. Because it seems like that's the music they've got, and I don't see them doing the other, so other is, side of things. So, I mean, I, no, I, you know, again, I, I didn't see their return run in WWE when they came back in 16 or 17, whatever it was. Mm. So so every time that since they they were a tag team then, did he never do face paint while they were teaming together? It was just kind of a singles thing? Um, as far, or, when they came back, when I saw them come back um, in WWE, it was the OG Hardy Boys style. Okay. I was just curious. I wasn't sure if that was just from a marketability standpoint. Um with kids and stuff like you see with Darby and, and mm. kids doing the face paint. Um, always, he's it, it really, may, he's really creative. Like, it may be like one of them one-off things, you know, like what, um, pay-per-views did or with his like, you know, ring of honor theme and stuff like that. It could yeah. be like a one-off thing or like where, you know, Darby sting and punk did their face paint in a specific way. That's I, it could be a one-off thing, but I don't see it as like a long running thing. That's what I was thinking. I would love to see is him. Uh, paying tribute to Sting because mm. of him doing a Sting style face paint for for himself would be kind of kind of cool considering all yeah. things considered. Uh, I just can't wait for him to like say hi to Christian. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that first little interaction backstage is going to be nice. Hey Christian, where's that other guy that you used to hang out with? Oh, is it? Oh, right, he's still all oh, right. Okay. Or or just. 
Or the the first time they challenged Christian to a match, like, hey, you go find you a partner and we'll meet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Christian comes out with Jungle Boy. Yeah, that, but is, the, that is not who I remember you being with. Yeah, but the point being is, like, if you can find you somebody, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, another big talking point coming out of Dynamite was William Regal, who made an emotional oh, speech my God, after like the Danielson Moxley. Yeah. That got me. He put over Daniel, uh, sorry, Brian Danielson as the wrestler that he himself should have been, uh, the best wrestler in the world. And he also talked about the parallels between his struggles and Moxley's and how mm. dangerous Moxley is. Just basically cementing the reason that he is with these two guys. Uh, just uh, he putting AEW on notice mm. in the end. Like it, it was real emotional at the beginning of the promo. He got really teary-eyed. Tony Schiavone got a little, little yeah. teary-eyed too. You're looking at both of them, going, "Oh man, I did not expect this." But then he he finished it up with a a true wrestling promo. You know, yeah. he got real for a minute, and then hey, look. By the way, AEW, look out because I don't think anybody's stopping these two guys. Yeah. Um, how did you like this whole thing? I loved it. Um, I. Lo- I, I was listening to William Regal, but I was watching Moxley because I just love how he just can't stand still. <laughs> like he, he's got so much, like, so much adrenaline and energy, and he just can't yeah. stay still. So he's just walking around, cracking his neck, just pacing. I'm just like going, the guy's giving such an emotional promo, and you're just like, nah, I've got, I'm just, I need to hit something else. I need to punch something. Oh my god, he's just give me brilliant. a chair. Give me a chair. Yeah, give me a chair now. Um, I I love this, and like. Like, when, obviously, Regal first came in and, like, he did the whole, like, slap both of them. I was just like, he's a yeah. mad daddy. He's just like, you two need to book your out. But I have to say how well those two worked together. I was just, like, I, I expected amazing, but I was blown away at how amazing they were working together. Like, that yeah. looked like they had been working together for ages. Yeah. Um. So that kind of like made me really, really happy and slightly sad because Eddie wasn't there and I was just like, mm. was all back together. Um, but the whole thing with Regal going, um, like, what was it? He said, Oh, for a whole year, psychological and physical problems that we put up on each other would make the devil cry. And it's just like, ooh. <laughs> um, and then obviously, it's like, um, so just warning to every person that steps in the room with them. You will not like the outcome, so either step up or you'll get stepped on. And I was just like, ooh. I look, I love Santana and Ortiz. We all know this as a fact. Oh, uh-huh. But yeah. I really need <clears throat> Mox and Danielson to have the titles. So you've been so I know. behind Proud and Powerful. I and all know. of a sudden. This new shiny toy comes along, and you're like, oh, "But it's no. a new shiny toy with no. like my favorite human wrestler no. ever." I feel. I hope Santana Ortiz are listening <laughs> to this. She has been your biggest supporter <laughs> until now. She just dumped you for Moxley and Danielson. So, so sad. Good. So sad. This speech they're going to back... collide because of Eddie and Mox, yeah. and like that. So like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. This uh, this speech though by uh. By William Regal, it's, oh. it's so refreshing to yeah. hear such raw talk mm. on TV from not WWE raw, but raw, <laughs> like the really what the word means, raw. Just, yeah, <laughs> uh, just 
you know, unpolished, just yeah. laying it out there. And of course, we probably won't hear this again from from Regal, not on TV. He got yeah. it out there, but it's so good to hear. Basically, get an open mic to the first time you step out there in the ring to say what you want to say, get it out there. That Tony kind of gives people the ability to do mm. that. Some people will look at that and go, "That doesn't make sense in the storyline of things." Who cares? It's real, you know. It's yeah. real, but but then again, it kind of does because I think he did a really good job of working it in. Yeah. these emotions and all this that's how he kinda, connects to both of them yes but some people will say just you know stick to what the story is but somehow it's, that's what i love with AEW is, is they not 99 times out of 100 when they do these things they they hit it just right to where yeah. they blur the line between reality and storyline and also story that's what doesn't I have to be a one-lane thing yes. you can have you know <clears throat> i'm going to use a road as an example you don't have it as one lane. You kind of have yeah. it as like divergence, and you'll still get to the same point, but yeah. you are allowed to kind of explore different aspects and loosely keep into the same kind of narrative. But you can, loads of like novelists do it, filmmakers do it. Yeah. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. It's just that as wrestling fans, because we've had yeah. one yeah. top company for so long, we've been yeah. so conditioned. If you go outside the line slightly, mm-hmm. it's completely failed and it's wrong. Yeah. Where it's not, you're allowed to take them chances. And if it doesn't work, you just bring it back in. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's wrestling. It's meant to be fun. Yeah. And he got a lot of people worried about his health issues. And then he's too. come back going, um, yeah. I don't know who started that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which he did shoot down on social yeah. media. He's like, hey, guys, I've never been healthier. You know, I'm yeah. healthier now than I have been in a long time, I think yeah. is basically what he was saying. Basically. Uh, yeah. But it did in the way, in his his verbiage and in, in yeah, what did he said. Yeah, make it feel that way. Because when I heard it, I'm like, whoa, is there something going on yeah. I'm not aware of? Like, do it. But yeah. he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Backtrack a little and goes, guys, I'm, I'm fine. So uh, that's very good to hear. Uh, so do you think he'll be like, the leader of this faction, like of I a don't faction, think, I starting, don't know. I or don't just a think, team. I don't think leader's the right word because okay. you've got Mox and Brian Johnson, and they're not exactly kind of the step back, kind of let things happen. To I them. don't know. William Regal slap was slapping folks around. I, that's that's where I'm going. Like he put them I in think, their place. I think he's going to be kind of more like, um, kind of like an overseer. Kind of yeah. like making sure things are happening, it's going a certain way, you know, like kind of like lining things up and stuff like that. But I don't want to say a leader. I think kind of more kind of like an observer. Like he's invested. He's kind of like you know, it's like he's kind of like invested in his own little company. No, it's don't. Just, it's just, this, just this ain't the HFO, man. This ain't the. No, I'm not saying it's that. <laughs> it's not a I'm not saying it's that. <laughs> what I'm saying is the fact that he's invested in two of these like. Absolute brutal wrestlers. You yeah. have to be 100% honest with yourself. But Like, he's going to want to see results. So he's going to make sure he's got an eye over it. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to be kind of like mm-hmm. doing speaking for them. Yeah, I see it as, you know, there was a lot of talk about the Danielson Dojo. Like that being, I know that was thrown out as a makeshift name for if Danielson had this faction where he's training these young guys. Uh-huh. So it, it, this does kind of have a dojo feel to it, and he's sort of the sensei, uh-huh. <laughs> where he's 
He is because he's he's a uh, and you know legit like for real. He's a trainer. He's a wrestling trainer. He yeah. trains folks. So it's not unrealistic for him to still be even as great as Moxley and Danielson are. Still giving them pointers. Still oh, giving 100%. them direction. So yeah, I could I could see it that way. Also, like, the way, the and way it still works can, with what you're saying. You can see it as well as like the hierarchy type of thing. Is mm-hmm. where you've got Regal at the top, and then his like next in command will be Mox and Danielson. So and then you, below them is all like you know. So you do see this as possibly a faction, like more people not, coming in. Not a faction, but I think more kind of like. So who would you add if if anybody was added to this? Is there in mind that you would add? Well, we'll get to it, but I'd like Daniel Garcia to believe what he's in because <laughs> that's not normal. Um, that really I love, annoyed me. I love um, <laughs> really, really annoyed me. Um, but what I think, like with this, is is like it's not a faction, but you know, not necessarily exactly in the same vein, but how. American top team is. Mm-hmm. I can see it in like as a better Dan Lambert, to be honest with you. But now you're comparing him to Dan Lambert? No, a better Dan what? Lambert. That's the sense that he's got his guys. Uh-huh. He's got his like, you know, his little like crew around him or whatever. And you can build them up and you can train people and send them out and type things, but kind of more as like a like a training school type thing, but more like Kind of with like just to get Mox and Danielson tag titles. Could you see somebody like I don't know, like Cesaro, who would be going by the name Claudio, coming in as part of this? I have never been a big Cesaro fan. I know, I know. I think it's because in WWE, his character just did not get across to me at all, no matter what happened. He is so good in the ring. Man. He is a good wrestler. So 100%, good. 100%. But I've just never been drawn to him as a whole yeah. deal. Um, mm. Like, look at the type of people that I actually gravitate to. Well, he, he's not God. I mean... <laughs> no, but kind of <laughs> like... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just more kind of like... Yeah. Kind of on... Yeah, just society type guys. He's not. He's not unhinged. Yeah, he, he's he's okay. probably mentally stable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about somebody like Miro coming back with this group? You see, what I think with this group is, I don't think you should have any big established people in it. No. No. Be... No. You hmm. you want Max and Danielson to be the top kind of henchman in this and then you want the underlings so you want like okay. wheeler Uter and people like that and lee moriarty and all them type of people to kind of then feed off that knowledge because if okay. you have someone like miro coming in or something like that for me personally that's just creating um like a tension power shift <laughs> of conflict it just doesn't yeah i don't think that would work personally I can see that. Um, do you see this group as like heel or face? <laughs> if, if you had, to, if you had to, <laughs> had to peg it, it's got marks and titles in it. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it can be whatever the hell it wants to be. True. I just, I'm curious of which way they push it. I mean, because you know they're going to try to push the envelope one way or the other. I don't think you they would will. think you don't think they will. No, because Mox has never been either or. 
and Danielson yeah. thinks he's a face and then beats someone's head in. So, yeah. but Danielson I, I, can push it one way, like he did oh, with yeah. with with um, with Adam Page. He can, yeah. he can but turn so that gear if he wants to. But yeah. so but also on the flip side, they're also kind of like there are definitely between us. There are definitely between us because mm. they are just like whereas you've got heels and faces, and they are like if you want inverted comment characters. Yeah, you've got Mox and Danielson that are basically Mox and Danielson. <laughs> that <laughs> they they haven't got a bit like Eddie. They haven't got a character. That is who they are. All right. So you you say. Just straddle the line. Don't go one yeah. way or another. Just just do your thing and let people yeah. cheer boo. Yeah, whatever. just just let people decide because yeah, I can guarantee they'll be cheering. I know until Danielson starts beating someone's head in that people like, and then um, yeah, yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. Um. So as you alluded to, uh, oh my god. A new faction was formed Wednesday night. The Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> Jericho wanted to apologize for not shaking Eddie's hand at Revolution and to make things right, but 2.0 and Danny Garcia attacked. Proud and Powerful came out to make the save, but it was a setup as they were pounced by the new faction that, that consists of Jericho 2.0, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager, of who course, looked, Jake Hager is a loyal puppy, but he looked really surprised. Like Hager was like, "What? What?" Like he, like Jericho didn't tell him what was happening before he ran out. He came out and was like, "What is going on?" Okay, I guess yes. I'm attacking Santana Ortiz. Hey, so Hager, Hager knows what side his bread's buttered on. Okay. Like, he's not stupid. So, um, dare I ask, what are your thoughts about? I am fuming with Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I'm glad he's gone here because it is just so much better. Yeah, but don't start talking my guys. Don't start mm. coming for them. Um, I look with Eddie's promo, like the whole oh my god, the whole thing that he was like saying yeah. to begin with. I'm uh, literally like practically crying at this point because yeah. I can imagine it's good stuff. Something like that, like happening with me, kind of like going up to kind of the same type of thing in the right, same roundabout way. Uh-huh. Whoever the idiot was that started shouting, what I really don't think uh-huh. should have done this. Because um, uh, Eddie gonna kill you. The, um, those those what chants were fun for about two weeks when it first started. And yeah, and it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, now so. it's just kind of like yeah, you know, it was... just like a parody of itself, and it's really yeah. lame. Um, but don't go. do it when Eddie's talking because he talks from a heart, and he doesn't deserve that shape. Yeah. So, but the whole like I was like, oh Jericho, like is being nice. What's going on? And then, obviously, you know, what yeah. happened, happened. And I was literally just like, what is, what is going on? And then he, like, why is Daniel Garcia anywhere near something that's got the word entertainment in it? <laughs> this is going to be interesting. He literally could have gone to WWE to do that. This is, uh, look, the fact that Chris Jericho apparently has gotten the trademark for sports entertainer it's hilarious though that is so funny oh i'm going to love this it's it's going to be fun because jericho has literally taken every criticism that people have given to go all right you want it i'll give it yeah and he's just like oh no this is (laughs) i 
and people have made fun of the name and they said, and that was another question I was going to ask, what do you think of the name? But I'm just going to yeah. say this, that people have made fun of like, that is the worst faction name ever. That's the Jericho idea. Appreciation Society. That's the point. It was That's the idea. Yeah. If, if you named it something really cool, like, you know, something similar to like the inner circle, you're, you're not supposed to take this like seriously, seriously, this is supposed yeah. to be something that's narcissistic, something that's centered around Jericho because that's what a lot of the criticisms, like yeah. you said, of Jericho was that things are just centered around him, whether they really are or not. Because again, I still think, I still believe, and I'm, I'm 99% sure a lot of the things that are designed, they may appear to be about Jericho, but it is a lot about elevating the people around him which we've seen with, with Sammy. Uh He's, he's one of the four pillars of the company and, you know, he had this run the TNT title and everything, which came to an end. We'll get to that. Um, But the same thing with Proud and Powerful there, this is kind of a launching point for them. Uh, And I think they've gained notoriety, uh, you know, being around the inner circle with Jericho and everything else. So yeah, a hundred percent. But like, (laughs) I just love the fact that like, the inner circle looked genuinely like a threatening presence. Yeah. This just looks like Jericho with like three wannabe like guard like, you know, wannabe guard dogs like going, Yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Yes. And then you've got Daniel Garcia just like just not fit in this at all. And I'm in my head, <laughs> in my little head, he's going, I'll I'll be here to get the rub and then I'm gonna like go and I'm like, you know. I'm going to bounce out of here and you'll then get picked up by Moxon Danielson and then kick their head in. Um, I do think, yeah. I do think 2.0 and Garcia will benefit from this. Uh, 100%. It, it, I mean, they benefited from rubbing shoulders with practically all the big yeah. names. But yeah, they definitely needed to be more, um, have more kind of exposure on Dynamite. And this is 100% a way yeah. to do it. Yep. I just want Daniel Garcia to not be there yeah. long term because it really makes me nervous. It does It does kind of feel like we're we talking about elevating people like Sammy Guevara and uh, Proud and Powerful got too powerful. And Jericho's like, yeah, let me get them out of here and get and these yeah, guys. Th- this is what I was saying originally. Like, a little younger where I can, yeah. now mani- I can manipulate them. <laughs> that's, that's so, do you remember when we were originally talking about it? And I said, yeah. like, Jericho's going to look for like the next Sammy. And get yeah. disappointed then that they don't reach that height. You've literally got the yeah. inner circle, but just like the B movie version. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see where he can take them to. Seriously though, even though this is going to be kind of a parody of the inner circle in a way, um, I will be interested to see with more screen time if uh, you know six months, eight months from now, we're looking at two point and Garcia differently than we were. Uh, you know, two months before, you know, in yeah. two months ago, um, just to see where they're elevated. Because with more screen time, like you just said, they're going to get to talk more. We're going to get to see them in more matches on Dynamite and everything. Mm. So, And I think 2.0 have a lot of potential on the mic. Oh, and, 100%. And them playing point. off Jericho, I think, is going to be hilarious. Yeah. And and Garcia playing the, the, the stern guy of the bunch, which, you know, Hager kind of has a, a monopoly on that, too. <laughs> he doesn't talk mm. much. But Garcia has this attitude about him, a little bit of Eddie Kingston, a little bit, you know, where that's, it's just that's why that the direction edge. towards Mox and Danielson yeah. fits him more. But, but but in this group, yeah. you will stand out. Like 100%. When you got Jericho and 2.0 who kind of fit. They fit together. Yeah. You know, 
but then you have just this chip on your shoulder that Garcia has, and I just think that he will be it'll be like oil and water, but it'll be an inter- in an entertaining way. I think I think that'll make his personality really pop. Yeah, because it's so much different than everybody else in that group. I definitely think that the way they've done this, they have sort of in a way kind of singled out Garcia as the next kind of single new like young push person. Yeah, like what Sammy was, like and Sammy. what Darby was, and what Jeff mm-hmm. was. I definitely think that's why they've done it. I just love the fact that my comparison for this is like Scream One is an amazing movie. And then they did loads of scary movie spoofs, and they weren't so great. And this is what it feels like. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna, gonna be weird. But even those movies were fun for their own reasons. <laughs> not, yeah. not, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't the original. But they they have those moments that you look back in and go, "You remember that part where that guy did?" <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's it's funny. So, um, so well, with you got five guys with. The Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm never going to get tired of saying that. I think it's great. Uh, you got five guys there. And then you have Eddie Santana and Ortiz. If if you come to like a five-on-five match coming at some point, what two people would you add? To Mox and Danielson. Yeah, it's not going to work right now, though. Realistically. That's no, it could work. do. I mean, call him a favor. You, you think he'll call, call, call a buddy? You legit could do it like that because, like, like you could work it into kind of, like, the tag scene. Mm -hmm. And, like, well, if we do this for you, you do X, Y, and Z when we need you, like, type thing. You you can 100% work it in. It's just, I, I don't really see who else they could team up with. I didn't have anybody in mind either. That that's why I like because obviously you've got obviously Santana Ortiz, Eddie and Mox know each other. Then you've Mm -hmm. got obviously like you know Danielson is just his own type of crazy. But then you've got William Regal that would be like, hmm, this could be interesting. Just like see, you know, like benefit yourselves, kind of like you know. Make make your like kind of your own fortune, make your own yeah. look, and just see. Because then you can also have like the whole going forward type thing, the whole Mox and Eddie thing, and and like the and the interchanges between that and Santana season. You've got so much you could work with. Yeah, I just don't see who else could. <laughs> be with Eddie and Santana and Ortiz to go against. And if you're going to be playing as part of the story, even as part of, of Mox and Danielson's story, you could have it where um, William Regal advises them not to tag with them. That's, that's, yeah. not the, that's not the bunch you want to be involved with. Trust yeah. me here. Like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, and they do it, and things don't work out so well. There's some kind of... And, and Mox like, is hey. like, like, oh, it's like, you know, his friend and all this type of yeah. stuff. Don't forget, Eddie came and saved Mox's... It, Backside when yeah. the exploding barbed white deathmatch happened. Yeah, but he could we, Regal could use it as like a teaching thing. Like, look, I oh, told yeah. you guys, yeah. I told you yes, not to team with these guys, and this is what you got. So now you're gonna have to go destroy them. So yeah. that you could get to a a proud powerful matchup. Which that's I'm not exactly sure. like yeah. my yeah. thinking. And it, it, it forces Moxley then to to attack Kingston, which if you're wanting to solidify. If you want to push it one way or the other, no. If you want to, if you want to push it the hill direction, you know, you talked about 
just having having them attack somebody you really love, and that could push them that direction. Ooh. Having Moxley and, and Danielson attack Eddie Kingston could push them in the direction. Why are you doing it to me? For sure. Um, we had a major title change on the show too. Did we? I didn't know. Yeah, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Scorpio Sky is your new TNT champion. Defeated Sammy in an awesome main event. Uh, really in this, though, Sammy was Sammy's worst enemy. Oh, God. Sammy Take was a, like, Jeff, I is there. I'll show him what I can do. <laughs> risk after <laughs> risk that just did not work out for him. Uh, so how do you like this title change? Yes, it's 100% the right thing to do. Yeah. Even though yeah. I yeah. love Sammy having, you yeah. know, um, the TNT championship. But I'm just like... I don't like look. I, I I'm not one of these people on Twitter that's like, oh, Ty and Sammy. Uh. I, I, do you know what I mean? Like, they're their own people. They can do what they want. I, it doesn't really affect me, believe it or not. Yeah. My only thing is, is when it, I don't want to get drawn into a wrestling storyline necessarily. Mm, I, I, mean, I know what way it's looking. I'm well aware. Uh, uh, Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to become, and I hate these words, but I don't want it to become Seth and Becky versus Corbin and Lacey Evans in WWE because no, that was like eye gougingly bad. No, I don't want it to be that either. Uh, we're gonna get back on Scorpius guy in just a second because I do yeah. want to talk about him because man, he's he's amazing. But 100%. while while we're on Sammy and Ty for just a second, I do not agree with people harassing folks on Twitter. Nope. Like I know Twitter's a freaking cesspool and it's gonna happen. There's nothing we can do about it. But I will never support that. However, yeah. however, if I was Sammy and Ty, um, I would I would lean into this a little bit. Yeah. Um. And I have seen some tweets where they're, you know, it's, uh, I forgot what it, they put a new profile picture up yesterday or day, today. Uh-huh. And it, what was the hashtag they used? Uh, hate me or, or, yeah. no, it was so, like, something like that. hate on or bring or something. It was, it was, it was more of a shot at the people that are, are, are coming after them, you know, on Twitter. It felt like they're leaning into it a little bit where they're like, all right. Cause look, you know, there's some people that just hate PDA. Public displays of affection. And there's like, oh, and they see all these pictures and they just get tired of seeing it or whatever. And some people take it to another level, though, with their harassment, which is not cool whatsoever. Like I just said, I will never support that. Um, but if, if they're going to lean into this, into the lean into the haters, you know, uh, we've we've talked about how Sammy is a much better heel. Mm. He's a much better heel. And if they become a heel act together, and kind of, uh, I don't know, become very like we're the greatest couple in the history of the world kind of thing and just r- run that into the ground even on screen to the point where it becomes hillish and they know what they're doing. And I'm kind of hoping that's, that's the direction they go. They take this real life thing, roll it into that, and I don't want to see it to be like a like where you're facing other couples, that kind of stuff. But I do think th- them together as a hill act, though, I think could benefit both of them. It could mm. give them an edge because I do. I think Sammy is a face lacked a true direction 
in my opinion, there's a lot of other opinions out there, and mine is my own, but I do felt that it didn't have quite the edge that he did when he was a back when the inner circle wore heels and he was running his mouth as a heel, you know. So I think this could give him a way to roll it in that direction. And I would love to see a heel side of Ty Conti because she has the offense, the striking, the brutality that she can do. I'd love to see her take it to a level of the kicks in the face, kind of like Brian Danielson does, to where it's that brutal where you just don't let up. That would be cool. So I, I would like. I love the blur between reality and 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 storyline, like we've talked before. Uh, and I think this is could be an opportunity. Whether they go that way, I don't know. But I would kind of like seeing lean into that. What I think is really interesting is um, it was on Sammy's blog, I think, last week that mm-hmm. him and Ty might be going to AAA to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I'm wondering if that's why we're going in this direction at the moment. So, Do you yeah. think they could come back repackaged that way? Not repackaged. I don't think it's like you come back with a brand new gimmick, but come back with a new attitude. Yeah, I, th- I think I think something... Um, I definitely think something like that is like why they're kind of... Because on his um, vlog, they were like, you know, doing promo pictures and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's kind of where we're leading to, you know, to kind of definitely break Sammy away from the whole TNT thing. Completely like set that chapter, the whole inner circle, done mm-hmm. with it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and we also got the Paige Van Zandt contract signing at the end of the show. <laughs> she signed it on Ty Conti's butt. That was that was a way of signing a contract that I haven't seen yet. So, uh, yeah, more um, power to you, Paige Van Zant. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, I did like her interaction in this match. I do. That's that's obviously that's going to be a first feud for them too. Uh, for, for not for them too, but for her first feud with NAW is going to be with Ty Conti. Apparently, that should be fun. That should be fun. So I've just I've just quickly gone on um to the internet and had a look at this. And this was this is on a, a message board um called Freaking Awesome Network Forums. And it's somebody's posted saying it's been announced that Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti will be wrestling for Triple A later this month, having been signed for the tapings on the twenty sixth. They've been talking about wanting to go for the AAA mixed tag titles. Mm. So there you okay. go. There you go. You wonder if they if they win those, do they do they talk about that on Dynamite too? Yeah. Is how they are the best couple in wrestling because mm. they actually hold these titles and everything. Yep. So I don't know. They could use that as part of their act. I and mean, when we've seen the AAA tag titles, we'd still see them occasionally. Yeah. Um, but to Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky finally getting that singles title, that elusive singles title. We've seen him go after the TNT title before and has, has failed a couple of times as a face. And now as a, a heel, getting this title after uh, a year undefeated streak. You know, he'd been unbeaten in a year. And people will point to, well, a lot of those happen on dark. Well, so what? <laughs> 
there's still matches. That's that's the point. There's still a way to go watch those. It wasn't something that happened on a dark show that you can't watch. And I think it is perfect for him to use that as a heel to pump up this 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 winning streak that most fans may perceive as lesser. For mm. it to happen as a heel, I think is great because that's what a heel would do to make something that seems less important seem even more important. And to to to, to toot your own horn when some people may not look at it as, as a major achievement. Uh, so I think it's a perfect time for him to get it as, as a heel. But I think this is great for him, and I think it's going to be a fun run with him as a heel champion, especially with, with Ethan Page with him too, because those two together play off each other so well. I think we're going to get some, some stellar promos uh, as, as champion. You know Scott can put on amazing matches too. Yeah. Some, some shows announced in California. I think they're headed to – the forum uh and then they're uh, going to be in uh i think ontario california also um so yeah it's it's i think it's great having him as a centerpiece of the show as they're going out west because he's a socal guy and i would not be surprised if that tnt title gets a redesign with lakers colors have some uh some some purple and gold yeah. on that that would be perfect going out there with a, a laker design belt i know he's a big lakers fan big kobe bryant guy um, so just to one to honor Kobe and to support his team to have those colors on it would be nice. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he can do with this. I just I want to see him take the ball and run with it. Uh, I think we're going to be. I think by the time this runs done, I'm not sure how high everybody is on this, but I think this this Scorpio Sky getting this chance, I think he could shock everybody. And this could be a a shining moment for the TNT title. And that says a lot considering Cody's run was really, really good. Darby had a good run with it. Uh, Sammy's run was, was had some amazing matches with some of the better TNT title matches we've seen. And obviously uh, Brody Lee uh, with the belt was so special. But I think when this run is done, I think we may look back as, as Scorpio Sky's run being possibly the best run with the TNT title, in my opinion. I just mm. I think he's got it. I think oh, him as a heel. He's he's like you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's an amazing wrestler, and yeah. he deserves a lot more than what he's been getting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it will one hundred percent be very very interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, Cole apparently still gunning for Hangman. Uh, yeah. You, you think that matchup? They may go back to that for Battle of the Belts, the second Battle of the Belts. Possibly. Because that'll happen before um, Double or Nothing. Yeah. Okay, so I, I see that as, hap- as a possibility, yeah. too. And FTR. I they, know! They did fire Telly Blanchard. That escalated quickly. That was um, random. And they, <laughs> they teased a union with Bret Hart on Twitter. I mean, yay. <laughs> yeah. I know Dax is a big Bret guy. A yeah. lot of people are big Bret guys. I love Bret Hart. Who doesn't? But um, that would be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. To see Bret Hart in AEW with FTR, both like the inner circle and the pinnacle basically dissolved in the same night. They are, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of really blowing up. Mm. We did have Wardlow coming out and talking, yeah, at, at length for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really, really good. He's he, a good talker as well. He is. Uh, him finishing that. I mean, him basically going into. The reasons he's with MJF. The re- I know MJF's a crappy guy, but this is why I'm with him. I needed, 
I needed this for my family. You know, MJF provided this money that I didn't have. And it's crazy to think that Warlow is kayfabe, not signed to AEW. What the crap? (laughs) What does it take to get you signed? Um, Apparently, they're building this up that, you know, if he wins a TNT title, he gets that contract. It's kind of the the uh the scenario if you if you have a, a title in the company you're automatically going to get a contract um but it, it, it he was requesting mjf release him from the contract it's almost as if mjf is uh the vince mcmahon in this situation where you know let me go i mean is warlow playing ali in this where he's like dude release me <laughs> let me go let me be free that's what it the kind difference of felt is, like. is Wardlow literally could just like bulge yeah. out of a door and be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he did send out a warning to to MJF, like, dude, you know, you can release me. We can walk our separate ways, and you're good. But if not, then there could be a powerbomb symphony coming your way. Oh, uh, And then telling everybody that AEW is now Wardlow's world. He's 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 got it. He has got it. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, Rampage was March 11, 2022, and these were the matches. Darby defeated Mark Quinn. Jamie Hayner defeated Mercedes Martinez. Keith Lee annihilated QT Marshall. And Swerve Strickland made his in-ring debut and defeated Tony Nice. Uh. First thing I want to talk about is the debut of Shane Swerve Strickland. Oh, amazing. What are your initial thoughts on this yeah, first match? Yeah, fantastic. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. The ceiling. What? What? What's the ceiling would, would swerve, do you think, uh, in AEW? Devin CTNT title? Definitely. I think with his charisma, because I think he has he has more charisma than a lot. I'm not, I mean, there's a lot of charisma in the AEW locker room, but he just has a different feel to him. That mm. I think does stand out, and he has an initial connection with the crowd that not everybody has when they first step into the AEW ring. Yeah, he just has that that thing with the crowd. They get into him. His in ring style is exciting, um, and again, going back to his charisma, his confidence that he has on the mic, I think can make him stand out. And I could see him. I mean, he's thirty one now, um, so this this is not like MJF and and. and Darby and all them in their in their you know mid twenties mm. where they're starting, but I think he's seasoned now. Uh, I could see him at some point being a world champion. I could mm. um, with the right story told. I want to see him and Kenny Omega in the ring. I just think that would be fun. That would be fun. I really want to see that. Um, so I do want to, before I say world title contender for sure. I want to see him in the ring with guys that have had the world title and see how that goes. So that's why it'd be to, interesting with Mox. I want to see him matched up. Yeah, I'd love to see him matched up with Moxley. The Styles Clash. Yeah, um, but I love the first person that came to mind was like, give me him and and Kenny Omega. I'm not sure if they face each other outside of AEW at all, uh, considering their age. You know, I mean, again, mm-hmm. he's 31. He's been wrestling for for a while. He's earned his his spot. And I did love that when he came out. It the 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 ticker below his name, the the name thing mentioned, it said he had held numerous world titles. I think it was uh, not world titles, but titles. Like yeah. he had had like 11 or 12 championships in his career. I love the fact that AEW is not afraid to tell you that this dude is an accomplished wrestler outside of AEW. Who knew that you could, 
you could acknowledge the fact that, and it lets the fans know right off the bat this this isn't yeah you may not have seen him if you don't watch other wrestling but this isn't this isn't some rookie that just came in dude yeah. has, has held titles around the world so this is an accomplished guy and i think that the people that notice that it does create a mindset with you of this isn't some guy i'm watching develop like the 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 nick wayne that, that aw just signed you know, when he makes his debut, he's a young guy. So when you see like you know, like a Nick Wayne, he's not like these young guys that are just getting their feet wet in professional wrestling. This guy is accomplished. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. been there. So it lets the fans know, take him seriously now because he may win a title tomorrow. You know, well, you got to get your wins up. But you still might win a title tomorrow because he's that good. So take him seriously. This isn't a developmental guy to watch. He's a star right now. So Yeah. 100%. Very, very important. Uh, we also had Team Taz continuing to go after Keith Lee. And for the first time, we saw Keith Lee ended up, you know, laid out after a segment. Uh, he didn't feel vulnerable necessarily. I mean, he was, it took like three guys to take him down, but we did see him, you know, um, get beaten at the end of something. So, what, what's the end game with this, this feud between uh, Keith Lee and Team Taz? Before I go into that, can I just say, Ricky starts is legit gold. Yeah, yes. Um, the fact that he started, but then because obviously, like, he's bigger than him, <clears throat> and then he kind of was then just like, like, and Hobbs, but he kind of took the glory as well. He was just like, you know, so yeah, yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was on Twitter that he then put, I'm really proud that I didn't rip my leather shirt. <laughs> he's just, I adore that man. Um, so yeah, he's good. I I have no idea what way we're going with the whole Keith Lee, um, Team Taz thing, but I'm here for if we get more, more like interactions because Ricky and Keith Lee doing promos backwards and forwards will be great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you got Hobbs and Keith Lee, two huge guys, mm-hmm. can put on a really interesting match, and then you've always got like you know. Ricky running on the outside, just being Ricky. Um, yep. And then why don't you just throw Hook in for Lonzies? Yeah, let's leave Hook out. Let's leave Hook out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him anywhere near Keith Lee right now. We need to protect Hook. Um, we also need to protect Keith Lee, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I, but it, it's looking at it though with with Hobbs and Starks, which are the two guys that are being featured in this. I think there's a reason we don't see Hook involved. I think they're thinking the same way we are. Yeah. Um. But it, it's funny, like who? Because you you talk about the end game, like who's the final boss between the two? Because you know, Powerhouse Hobbs looks like the final boss. <laughs> Powerhouse yeah, Hobbs, you guy is ridiculous. But Ricky Starks has a belt. He has the FTW belt, so it he makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It, but it makes sense for him to be the final boss here because he actually has something he could lose. Um, if he's the final boss, Ricky's going flying. Yeah. Uh, but that might be the, I mean, I know the match that everybody's looking forward to is Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee, the two big dudes. But I do think with Ricky running his mouth like he is, he could work the crowd into wanting to see that match even more than Powerhouse Hobbs because Ricky running his mouth, you, you're going to want to see eventually Keith Lee get his hands on him one-on-one mm-hmm. in the ring. So I don't know. I, I, I like this feud. I think it's, you know, like we said, it's, it, it seems like Team Taz is always that entry feud. Uh, but it's, it's you know, somebody comes in and 
Okay, Team Taz, you're up. The new guy, let's, let's go. Uh, but I do think they have an opportunity to make this feel fresh and new, uh, considering there is history, you know, outside of AEW between Starks and Keith Lee that they can use. Yeah. Uh, all right, so this Wednesday, we have the Dynamite St. Patrick's Day Slam. Um, the first match I want to talk about is Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker for the AEW Women's title. What, what's, what's the stipulation for that? A steel cage. Yes. Inside a steel cage. I've wanted <laughs> to see this. We're going to get it. I'm so excited. So what? Uh, um, this has got to be the main event, right? Got to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got me. So, how do you think this? How do you think this ends? It can only end one way, right? Yeah, it literally has to only end one way because if they swerve us again, <laughs> there'll be a riot. <laughs> you got to pull the trigger at this point, Tony. TK, you got to pull the trigger. TK, <laughs> you're in Thunder Rosa's hometown. Steel Cage should be main event. Thunder Rosa has to win this. This. Could be another one of those signature moments for, for the um, AEW women's division. Yeah. And I know I, I'm not going to toot my horn too much, but on the prediction show, the reason I wanted this to happen here is because it does make it stand out and not get lost on that on that uh, revolution card. Yeah. Uh, Thunder Rosa's victory at the end to end this show would mean so much. I think it would just be a, yeah, it'd be a great moment. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. She better win it, TK. <laughs> Put all your eggs in this basket. Um, we also have another huge match. Scorpio Sky will be defending his newly won TNT title against Wardlow. This could be tricky. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like... I was just talking about this. Scorpio Sky taking that title to the West Coast, but he has a chance to lose it before we ever get there. The um, thing is, it's because of this whole, like, AEW Revolution Sonic Ring thing. Scorpio Sky won it and didn't get anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. Warslow's won it. Now, if he doesn't get anywhere with it, then no one's really got any motive to actually go for it again. But if they, if Sky drops the title already, then that's kind of pointless. So yeah. I'm really intrigued to how... C-A-W, get out of this. <laughs> I think that they've put it in a great situation because I think a lot of people could see it go either way, but you could, like you just said, you could make a case for, it can't go this way. It's got to go this way. No, but it can't go that way. It's got to go this way. Uh, but that's what you want to imagine. Either him or Spears won. Have to be. Yeah, because um, MJF is obviously not there on Wednesday for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. I mean, you know, <laughs> Probably still picking tax out of his back, um, <laughs> but you've uh, got to, you've got to, in your own brain, know that in kayfabe world, MJF has watched last week's show, yeah. seen Ward well, say all this, and then it's like, well, if you've got that championship, yeah, then no, because <laughs> there is a scenario you, you know, obviously Scorpio Sky. I think should keep the title. Um, and I think it's either like you just said, MJF or, or Sean Spears, one or the other get involved and that causes cost Wardlow the match. Mm. Um, there's also a scenario where 
Wardlow wins, but it's because MJF or Spears help him win the match. I know you're like, well, that's that's crazy, right? That's insane. Why would they help him win the match? Because under the contract, still, any title Wardlow wins goes to MJF, right? Mm. So if they helped him win, which would, like, people would go, what's going on? But then MJF takes that title and walks out with it. That's that's the story. That Wardlow just won the title, but because of the contract, it goes to MJF. Now, MJF has the title, and Wardlow doesn't. And Wardlow can't do anything about it. That's a, a heel move that, that MJF would do, and then put some Burberry on that title, and wears it around and proclaims himself as the TNT champion that Wardlow actually won. He did the work for it. He's done the work the whole time. But now MJF has a title that he never won and can rub that in Wardlow's face because of what Wardlow said and what Wardlow did. That would work into the story too. Mm. And would I think it was a twist that would blow people's minds if it happened. That being said, I do think it's insane, though, to put the title on Scorpio Sky and do that. Yeah. I think if you were going to do that, you would do that with Sammy Guevara having it. Yeah. So, although I like the story I just said, I really like that story. I think that would be fun, but I don't think you could do it with Scorpio Sky. I think Scorpio Sky has to keep that title and go to the West Coast and have this run that we're we're talking about. Uh, I really think that, that we can't take this away from Scorpio Sky. Um, so, all that being said, I'm I'm still picking Sky to keep the title because of what you said. I think MJF and uh, or Spears interfere and uh, cause him cost him the match. Mm. Uh, but I think this could be the beginning, though, of a star-making run for Sky. I can't say that enough. Um, we also have uh, Mox and Brian Danielson versus Chuck uh, Chuck Taylor and Wither Utah. Uh, we know how that. We know how that's that going to go. Yeah, that one. That one should go Mox and Brian for sure. Uh, and then we also have World Champion and Tag Champions teaming together as Hangman Adam Page and Jurassic Express take on Adam Cole. Baby and Red Dragon. <laughs> so, is there be any Young Bucks involvement in this match? You think? Oh, a hundred percent. How about the dark? How about the Dark Order? Uh, they do anything? I mean, they are wanting to be in this match, and then we're kind of shunned by Hangman. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with the Dark Order right now and Hangman because it seems a bit bizarre. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm just gonna watch this because I'm. A bit confused at what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what makes this match intriguing, though. Is is this the Young Bucks are, are a wild card there, and, and that uh, the Dark Order segment kind of had our head scratching, like, huh, huh, so what's up? Mm-hmm. Um, so now, do you have any questions? I do. Hit me. So we have two questions, and they are both from Costa Rica. Costa Rica, what's going on? So, the first one from Costa Rick is, with Dan Housen now all elite and cursing wrestlers with his very e- very real and very evil magic, <laughs> what wrestler would be perfect for his first feud? And what weird twist would make a story with Dan Housen unique to him? Hmm, first opponent. I, I have somebody in my... Do you? Hmm. Go ahead. Because I don't... Malachi Black. <laughs> Spooky versus spooky. 
That's who, awesome. who, who's got the most evil kiss? <laughs> that's that's a whole different kind of spooky, though. <laughs> I know, but it'd be so much fun. Gosh. Just Danhausen being Danhausen, and then like Malachi Black having the whole like demonic <laughs> entrance and everything else is big. Oh, interesting. That would be. You know what? I'm 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 kind of on board with that. Um, because you you still you you're playing on a serious note. I know we were laughing about it, but on a serious note, you're you're really trying to push the House of Black into a hill persona, a hill side of things. Yeah. That's what they've tried to do. But man, people love that entrance. They love the, the people feel. love Black. <laughs> yeah, they love the feel of that whole thing. So, but if you have a beloved figure like mm-hmm. Danhausen get misted in the face, um. Yeah, that might that might help the cause a little bit. So. Yeah, I really I have uh, again I've pointed out that I have not seen a Danhausen match. Um, no, I, I, I yeah I knew of Danhausen. Um, I've seen a lot of his segments even before he came to to AEW, mm-hmm. so I was very familiar with the character, but not his in ring stuff. Um, so I, I'm I'm purposefully staying away from any footage of his matches so I can just be surprised with what I see. Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see uh, how he does in the ring with somebody like like Malachi Black or Brody King or uh, Buddy Matthews, either one, because uh, mm-hmm. he's liable to get you know, murdered by either three of those guys. Just from from looking at it, I have no idea. You know, Orange Cassidy shocked me too. Um, uh, so uh, Dan Housen may as well. So. I would be interested in that. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. I'd let let that house and feud with the House of Black and just just let's see how that goes. Yeah, see how see how it works out for him. Um, just while we're on the subject of Dan Housen, mm-hmm. there is um, Chris Van Vliet has a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and on that he has an interview with Dan Housen, but out of character, Dan Housen. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know that I want to see that. No no face paint, Don Housen. I, I don't know that I want to see that. Now, Chris Van Vliet does some really good interviews, by the it's way. It's a really, really yeah, good he's watch, really good. to be honest with you. So if you <laughs> um, want some more, you know, behind the behind the curtain thing, mm-hmm. um, go check that out because right. it is really, really interesting. Uh, and it's just the man behind Don Housen, aware out of character interview housing and it was 10 months ago so all right so that and then obviously um custom other part of the question was and what weird twist would make a story with dan housing unique and that's that's a tough one yeah um, until he's in something i don't know we can answer that with it would have to be something based around this curses right yeah um he could have it were realization that they don't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. like, what? Danielson just drag him into the dojo and just like they don't work. Just like you know. Ooh, that's you just gave me an idea. Let's say here we go. Let's say uh, William Regal and the, the 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 dojo. We'll just call it the dojo. Cobra Kai, whatever we're gonna call it. <laughs> so they're. They're doing their thing. They're doing their thing, and they have you know <clears throat> people that do. It's 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 not like any other faction where they go try to recruit like the Dark Order. People like, just walk in. People try to join that faction because they are 
running this place. So they're like, you know what? I got to get in on this. So you have people trying to join. Have Danhausen try to join the dojo. Tries to join Cobra Kai. So he he you know he fills up fills in his application and it's like he turns in the application to Moxley or whatever. And Moxley's reading over this application. And so that's that's the story. Is don't know who Danhausen is. Yeah, has completely no idea who <laughs> he imagine is. Imagine what his face is like. Daniel sends a reaction to him. William Regal's reaction to him, and just I just think that him doing that would be the the equivalent of the first time we saw Orange Cassidy doing the, mm. the lazy kicks on Pack. Yeah, where it's just the what? But it's basically you're wanting <clears throat> Danielson and Mox to have an AEW performance center set up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> kind of. Where <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, and he. Uh, he but he gets he gets shut down time after time and continuously keeps showing up. So, so with a new application. Basically, this is what it sounds like to me. Like you've got Americans got talent, but do you have people that repeatedly go on it year after year after year, even though they're actually horrific? <laughs> yeah. Basically, is what you're saying is is Dan Housen's that guy. <laughs> even better, yeah. That's that guy. Even better. You you keep giving me these great. Well, that's why we're such a great team, right? Um, the. He doesn't realize. We have the same wave, like, which is yes. really sick and twisted. You're giving me more. You keep feeding me. Yes, you keep giving me ideas, and I appreciate that. The idea you just gave me, though, was that Danhausen shows up to, to apply to this dojo, but he doesn't realize what it is. So <laughs> he thinks it's a talent show. And so he tries to start singing, like it's American Idol or something. And so the next time he, he gets rejected, I think he's the next time he comes, he tries to juggle. <laughs> he keeps trying new talents every time he comes. Like he's a magician or whatever. You know, I just think that. Why are be... you Vince again? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Vince. This with... is so WWE. No, this fit. This could fit with the Danhausen character. I'm not. You know, I'm just saying. Like he doesn't understand what. Mox would just walk out. You know, he just wouldn't be associated with this. Uh, my my original though. thought process with this was, is that. The dojo is happening. Yes. For you know, like it could be, um, you know, a pre-recorded segment because you don't want to kind of have that entire like fake world at the back of AEW because it doesn't exist. So it would be like a televised, um, like a pre-recorded thing, and you could just basically just have like Mots and Dyson doing drills with like loads of like you know young tough people, and um. Like men and women, like you know, you can completely yeah. like do it all that type of way. Mm-hmm. Dan Housen just accidentally walks in accidentally. <laughs> and just like looks around, like <laughs> he, he thought and it was then catering. Just, like, <laughs> just stops at like the ring and just like and you just see everyone just like staring at him and he's like hmm. and just like turns around and walks out and then they just carry on. <laughs> so like he gets confused, thinks it's catering, yeah. like walks in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, oh, I heard about this um, place I can go practice, like, you know, um, <laughs> do some bumps and stuff, and then walks into like Mox beating a guy up. There's <laughs> like blood all over the floor and stuff. <laughs> I wanted to walk into that scenario, drop a, like, sit down a boombox and cut on some like 80s workout music yeah. and start doing some stretches. <laughs> there's like blood all over the floor, and there's just like a janitor just like, you know, mopping blood. <laughs> feel, feel the burn, feel the burn. <laughs> Daniels is just stamping someone's head in. And William Regal's just there, sat on a throne, having a cigar. And one, and one, and two, and two. 
Uh, uh, I want that now. Yeah, um, <laughs> good stuff. The final question that we have is... There's more? From, is also from Costa Rica. Okay. With Jericho now full heel, mm-hmm. we may see the end of the Judas sing-along. What fuzzy song would be a good replacement, or should he pick a song that doesn't encourage audience partic- eh, participation? I don't know many Fozzy songs. I don't even. I think because as, <laughs> as a Jericho guy, I really I never truly got into Fozzy. Um, and also, when Jericho was heel originally, they still sang it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, uh, I don't think they're going to change it. I think they'll still. No. The, you could you could do it. Um, I heard somebody else mention this. Uh, Might have been on Twitter. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I wish I could give them credit for it. Of doing a version in a different language, just to <laughs> just to mess with people, where they're like, "I can't sing." It. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just that's you know? like what Sammy was doing in the no cardio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to start, you know, but just totally throw people off. Just record it in Japanese or something, and just like, I don't know. I you know, sorry, I don't. You know, I don't know. I can't sing <laughs> along to that. There's some people that could. But the vast majority of the American audience probably couldn't sing along to that. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Um, that would be funny. Uh, I don't. The only other song that comes to mind of in this people that are diehard Fozzie fans are going to go, really? That's the only other song you can think of is that Fozzie did a cover of ABBA's SOS. Uh, you could, <laughs> you could do SOS cover. Uh, by Fozzie, which I think people could probably sing along to that too. I don't know. That could go. That could go. That could, might not help you out all that much. So. I'm so good at that. You can't use um, break the walls down. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's such a fan favorite too. Though. I, I think that, that would people so, go crazy for that. It just just reminds me of like that era yeah. of wrestling. It's so cool. Um, you could have, yeah. you could have um, Billy Eilish, bad guy. I wish I knew that song. Go look it up. It's brilliant. Um, What other ones could you have? Yeah, there's probably loads that I could actually name, but nobody else might know. So, oh, I was just trying to think of Fozzie songs. I can't think of Fozzie. I can't think of any Fozzie songs Mm. apart from Judas. Yeah, and SOS. Well, that's me. I could think of SOS, but that's not a Fozzie song. That's a cover. It counts. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I still think they use Fozzy anyway, because it's yeah. um, Jericho is an egomaniac, so why not? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I'm sure he's got a couple of songs in the chamber he could use if he wants to. I'm sure, um, but I, I think he still wants people to to sing along. Yeah, that, that it is was, Chris Jericho. <laughs> it would still fit with the uh, with the uh, the ego, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Is that the end of the questions? It is, yes. All right. We I have one tweet for you, ma'am, for this week's edition of Sarah versus <laughs> the E-Drones. Bum, bum, bum. And once again, E-Drones does not mean all fans, just the weirdos. That's it. Yeah, just, you know who you are. Just the weirdies with the horrible takes. Yeah, um, silly little pillies. And we're not going to mention your name. Nope. But we will read your tweet because it's stupid. Yeah. All right. This one is in response to uh, Lance Storm, who was okay. Uh, reminding people that with it was after Biggie's injury, mm-hmm. he was reminding people that this job is always dangerous. 
Yes. Is that everyone loves Big E. Yes. So this person responded oh, with the <laughs> following. My problem is seeing Hill show sympathy on social media. Obviously, everyone loves the guy, but I want to see Hills trash him. Example, the oaf got what he deserved. Or New Day stock dropped when the Big E did, etc. So this person, after a human being broke their neck, wants other wrestlers to go onto social media and say he got what he deserved. To stay in character. What say you, Sarah? Um, who hurt you? <laughs> what the hell? Um, like, look, okay. Let's break it down. Mm. Kayfabe is a word, mm. but reality trumps kayfabe. So um, don't be a sick, twisted individual for the world to see because that's just really weird. Um, at the same time... It's Twitter, and these people, you know, know each other. Like I said before, it's it's shocking, I know, but they have friends in other companies, and you know, it's it's not all divided and this big, you know, separate thing that everybody seems, or some people seem to think. Um, a guy broke his neck by doing a job that he loves in a company that I don't think appreciates him. Um, and your take is you want heels in wrestling kayfabe but are probably decent human beings in the world to say he deserved it to break his neck um yeah uh you're a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah um who hurt you and who dropped you on your head let's find that out um, as we know from Ricky Starks, neck injuries are like serious, <clears> and um, you know they take a while to heal. And even when they're healed, they're not, you know, they're not always going to be the same. So you you need to take the time and stuff like this. And Biggie said he doesn't need surgery, which is such a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean the guy's a human being. Like, let it off. Hmm. That's rough, Why? man. What, what 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 made that person wake up that day and go, do you know what? I'm going to go on Twitter. Oh, people are being nice to Big E. Do you know what? I'm not happy about that. What's going on in your life that makes you so, like, angry? Like, see a therapist. Sort yourself out. Weird people. Weird, weird, weird people. Yeah. This no, is, not this- good. This is your segment. I'm not weighing in, but I, I agree with everything yeah. you said. I will I'll give you a full endorsement on that one. Wow. Just, just, <clears throat> I could go on, but why? Why would you? Just like, yeah. you know, do you remember that old saying, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything nice at all? Well, mm. we'll update it for 22. If you don't have anything nice to tweet, don't tweet at all. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, that's that's a rough take, man. Just scroll that's past. Say it in your head if you want. Hey. I don't really care. Say it to your friends if you want to be that person. But do not tweet stuff like that because that's just horrible. Hey, Amen. Huh. All right. I'll get off my soapbox now. Wow. 
Uh, we're, I'm, I'm, de- I've got to find a new segment to end the show on because you know, ending on these these negative tweets, it just gives it <laughs> such a bad taste to end the show on. But I haven't found an ending segment yet, so that's just what we got for now. <laughs> so, any closing words, Sarah, that are not uh, not about this tweet? <laughs> you can't get it out of your head, can you? No. Um. <laughs> um. Mox and Dadison are gonna cave in. Will you earn Chuck's head? Yeah, poor guys. All right. I mean, I know it's not a happy take, but it's my happy take. Yeah. See, I was <laughs> I was looking for happy takes. Now we got heads getting crushed in. PTA's <laughs> oh, okay. available. Go watch it. All right. And don't Go forget about don't forget about that new YouTube show I told y'all about too. The uh, Hey E W. Such a cheesy name, but I love cheesy names. Um. Loaded with dad jokes, so that's right up my alley. That's because you're a dad. It's true. Um, all right, so before you go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all be good out there, be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. bye The, the big dude, like bald headed. He's like an idiot. He's when you went bald idiot. I was like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of bald idiots out there. I don't know. <laughs> no, Talking so, to one? <laughs>